Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts, from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Greetings and welcome. This is Chris Hargrove coming to you in this first podcast of a series that I am calling The Transformative Power of Grief. Just a quick introduction about myself and my qualifications to speak on this subject. Uh, I am a a licensed clinical social worker, and I spent 11 years uh, working in hospice uh, at the bedside, companioning uh, those who were dying and those who were preparing to say goodbye to those that they loved. And in addition to that more clinical uh, work, I am also trained as a Sai Shakti healer. And so during my time in hospice, I was able to bring that energy to bear at the bedside with the families I was attending to, with the individuals who were preparing to pass. Currently I work in private practice as a licensed counselor and a certified healer here at Four Flames Healing in Asheville, North Carolina. So let's begin. This first entry in the podcast series is the terrain of grief. So we're going to be asking and answering questions such as, what is grief? What does grief have to offer us? And how do we recover from it and reclaim our joy? Well, let's start with that first question. What is grief? Well, the first thing to note is that grief is a universal human experience. There's no escaping grief. And the experience of grief is triggered by loss. Which begs the question, what is loss? Well, in my experience, uh, based on my time in the field and being around grief in the capacities in which I have, my expansion of loss is truly any event or circumstance in our lives which challenges the identity that we have created about ourselves. Any event or circumstance in our lives which challenges the identity we have created about ourselves. And if we really think deeply on that definition, then we are touched by loss throughout our lives. (laughs) 
And although grief and loss are universal human experiences, there are different types and different ways in which grief is experienced. We all recognize the loss of a loved one uh, as legitimate grief. But there are also all these other forms of grieving that would be described as disenfranchised grief. And what that means is that they're just not as widely recognized or accepted by the culture at large. So examples of disenfranchised grief may be the loss of a pet, the loss of a same-sex partner, the loss of a job, the loss of a dream, the loss of hope, the loss of faith, and even the loss of self. Within the experience of grief, there lies a paradox, and that is it provides a seed, a kernel from which healing and transformation can bloom. In fact, loss and grief are truly often our most frequent path towards transformation and growth. Well, what do we mean by transformation? Well, the word transformation literally means a significant alteration in the form of something has taken place. That is to say, a moving across or beyond an old form to something unknown or unknowable before the change began. It's quite a profound experience. If we think about transformation in its healthiest sense, we can think of it as opening to a larger reality than the one that our personal egos could previously hold or admit to. As a result of this, during the process of transformation, we experience being broken or breaking with the past. That is to say, we experience discontinuity. How then do we transform suffering into meaning, into something beautiful? Well, the answer is by allowing our sense of compassion to be enhanced and increased by our own experience of suffering, which very frequently leads to a very natural desire to help and serve. But let's dig a little deeper. Where does this increased sense of compassion come from? Well, it comes from the awareness that we have received from the grief and loss event of the preciousness and precariousness of life. That is to say, life's impermanence. And that is, in fact, what awakened compassion is founding on. It's founded on an experiential understanding of impermanence. This cannot be something that we just read about. It has to be a lived experience. And those of us who have lived through this experience will recognize that sense of awakened compassion. Many in the wake of grief have found that helping others, giving their love, is often the most effective way for them to heal themselves. 
So when couched in this context, then we can regard these significant life changes, these loss events and transformation as really the gifts that our loved one has left us. The gifts of grief. We should also acknowledge that loss affects all of who we are. And if it's a profound loss, then it affects our thoughts, our emotions, our spirituality, our physical health, our relationships, and our perceptions. But this same loss can offer the opportunity to change our lives, to transform our lives for the better. So then we might offer a second definition of grief. And that being grief is the human response to change and loss. And we should note that even positive change involves loss. If we think back to our definition, working definition of loss as any event in our lives that challenges some sense of identity that we've created about ourselves, then we can see that even a positive change, a job promotion, uh, an anticipated move, the birth of a child, even these positive changes involve some component of loss. And of course, loss is experienced by 100% of the world's population. And yet here in our culture, we find it very hard to teach or talk about. We tend to either minimize it and avoid it, or we pathologize it. You know, most of the classical theories of grief uh, that have been handed down to us by the experts and have become culturally accepted come from a medical background. They say that recovery is the absence of pain and that grief work is done internally. Healing is really about getting back to who we were before the loss, as, as if that's possible. And they tell us there are stages we need to go through and that we need to go through all of them in a prescribed order. And finally, they tell us that if we do not renounce our connection to our loved one, we will be suffering and will be perceived as pathological by this medical model. And finally, they tell us the pain, the grieving will end within some certain limited time frame. And then after that, we resume our lives happy. So what happens? Well, most of us expect that when we suffer a loss, we will experience it in this way. And those of us who have suffered a loss know that that is not the case. And so where we end up is in a position where we are unprepared for the reality of grief and view it from a perspective that inhibits our healing instead of facilitating it. The bottom line is that in our culture, here in the West, and particularly here in the United States, the fact that grieving can be a positive growth experience is simply not part of our cultural atmosphere or our cultural conditioning. 
But there is good news. Because we know the experience of grief can really lay a strong foundation for resilience. Learning to deal with change has all kinds of benefits. It can result in increased self-esteem, empathy, self-awareness, and a more realistic view of life. So this transformative perspective says that loss can be an opportunity, an opportunity for development and a catalyst for growth. It reminds us that loss can free us, not from the past, but from old ways of organizing and perceiving the world while we integrate the past into the present in a new way. And we know grief is not an isolated event or a medical condition or an illness that responds to standardized treatment. It's simply not. Everyone's grief experience is unique and individual. When we find ourselves in the flow of grief, we are begin, being given an invitation to discover the self. So what do we mean by that? Well, we come to understand that the relationship that we treasured with our loved one was only physically embodied in them. Even while they were here with us, spiritually and psychologically, that relationship was and is in us, vitally alive in us. And this is where we begin in earnest the task of embodying our loved one's presence in our being, in our actions, and in the world. So I want to share my own observations about grief as a, a grief worker and a compassionate companion to the dying. What I have observed to be the real mechanism of grief, and that is heartbreak. Because when we encounter loss of any kind, it is the heart which is most deeply affected. And this is why I prefer the term heartbreak to address all the varieties of grief and loss which we encounter. When the heart is wounded, the medicine is presence and compassion. And to effectively carry this medicine, we must both have the lived experience of loss and recovery from it, as well as professional intimacy guiding others through this transformative journey. In short, one must carry a fire heart. I want to pause for a moment and just give an example of the transformative potency and capacity of grief. I'm going to share with you a, a quote, a testimonial from someone with whom I worked, was blessed to, to sit with, who had experienced tremendous loss, uh, loss on a, a truly profound scale. And so we sat together and I brought my fire heart to our time together. I brought my presence and compassion to this individual 
And I also brought my professional training and my training as a healer. And here are the words that I would share. The healing that Chris brought me made everything whole again when it felt so broken. It stopped the turmoil, the hurt, the feeling of spiraling out of control and brought acceptance. It replaced the feeling of loss with joy and abundance. So this is the field. This is the terrain of grief and this is what is possible. Possible not only in terms of how we as individuals can move through our grief and use it as a catalyst for growth and development, but also for those who are so inclined to receive the training, how you can be a presence to help heal the grief and the heartbreak of others. In subsequent sessions in the podcast series, I will speak more explicitly to different techniques, tools that I have found to be very effective when compassionately companioning the grieving. So we know that part of being human is, is being anxious about the unknown. And this is what trips us up with grief, particularly the grief associated with the loss of life. But we also know that we cannot control what will happen to us. We don't know how much time we have. One of my teachers, Sri Kalashar, was fond of saying, life is short, make it sweet. We may not be able to control what happens to us, but we can choose how we react to what happens. We can choose to look toward the future, even if the future is time limited by a chronic illness. We can still reach towards that future with hope rather than fear. And we can learn to make meaning of whatever happens to us. We can learn the transformative power of loss. And by doing that, we can contribute to making this a better world. So I want to thank you for your time today and tuning in to this first podcast in the series on the transformative power of grief. And I want to leave you with a quote that I think speaks to many of the points that we touched upon today. And I think this quote may resonate with you in a different way now after having listened to this podcast than it may have before. And this quote is uh, from Khalil Gibran and from his marvelous book, The Prophet. When you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you will find it is only that which has given you sorrow that has given you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth 
you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Some of you say, joy is greater than sorrow. And others say, nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come. And when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Verily, you are suspended like scales between your sorrow and your joy. Only when you are empty are you at a standstill and balanced. So again, thank you for your time today. I hope this podcast has been informative and helpful. And again, this is Chris Hargrove, licensed clinical social worker, certified healer, coming to you from Four Flames Healing in Asheville, North Carolina. Namaste. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.